Socrat, our speaker this morning, grew up in Turkmenistan. He was a nominal Muslim, but by his own admission was a practicing atheist. Through the ministry of his brother-in-law, he became a Christ follower, and shortly after that, he started the church that grew to over 100 people in the capital. In 2004, because of persecution, he was forced to flee to the U.S. In 2014, he started Gospel Wave Media Ministry because he still had a heart to reach the people of Central Asia. They seek to take the gospel through media, through TV, through the internet, to people with least access to the gospel. Let's welcome Socrat to Black Rock Church. Good morning. It's so good to be here. Uh, when I decided to come to Connecticut, I heard that it's snowing and cold here. That's why I brought my special hat from Turkmenistan. I hope you will remember Turkmen people as you remember this hat and this coat. It's so, so good to be here with you all. Uh, it's really an honor to stand with, together with uh, so many missionaries that you support and send to the ends of the world. And thank you also for the hospitality that you extended to us and my wife. Uh, thank you for the family, uh, Dodds, um, and their hospitality and love and care. Uh, thank you for the Pastor Steve and his friendship, and Pastor Larry inviting me here and speak and share. I see that this is very hot here. I, this is a wool-made hat, that's why I need to take it off. I can uh, handle this. Unknown God, Jesus Christ, or the God of Bible, was unknown to me. I grew up in a Muslim family. I never heard the name of Jesus being God and Savior until I was 21. But it's amazing that God had a purpose. And in this passage, as you read, that Jesus said, all authority is given to me. That's why go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them that everything that I taught and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because of the churches like yours, so many years praying and for the nations like mine, that, that one day that unknown God will be known to me. And in 1994, first time I heard the gospel because somebody decided to obey God's com commandment and go. And there was a church like yours sent missionaries to Turkmenistan and then brought that gospel into my life and Jesus became known to me. God is looking for Christians who will answer the challenge of taking the gospel to the lost. It would have been easy for God to give that task to angels, but instead he called us, his church, that the gospel will be taken to the ends of the earth. 
He has called and commanded us to share the gospel message with others. And there's a reason we refer to Christ's final commandment to his disciples as a great commission. It is of utmost importance, said by Dr. Paul Chapel. This is very important that we will go with the confidence of Jesus' authority. It's important that we believe that Jesus has authority on heaven and earth. Because when we don't have the authority of Jesus and we don't have a confidence in that, it's hard to go to the world. There's a lot of danger as we, as we travel to the ends of the earth with the gospel. But Jesus said, all authority given to me on earth and heaven, and that's why, therefore, go in my name. And do we trust as a church in the authority of Jesus Christ? And it's important for us to do that. And Jesus said to all nations, not only the nations that is easy to go, but to the nations where is the danger. And because of the faithfulness of Jesus and faithfulness of his people, the gospel came to my country, even though for so many missionaries it was hard. It was sacrificial. And again, the engagement of his church and his church being faithful to this commandment, God is moving around the world. And as I said, that action is important. That's why Jesus said, go to the ends of the earth, because going produces the salvation in people's lives. As we go in the name of Jesus, we share the gospel, and gospel has a transformation power in the lives of people. In Romans, it says how they can go if they are not sent, and how they can, if, how they can believe if they not heard about Jesus, and how they can hear without someone preaching, and how someone can preach without being sent. And your church's role as sending and bringing the gospel is very important, because it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. To those who sitting in the darkness and waiting that this unknown God will be known to them. These are pictures here, how we go to people. And last summer, we were able to travel, actually with my daughter, four-year-old granddaughter, and hold my family to Turkey and then Uzbekistan. There's a Syrian refugees uh, flocking into, into Turkey, and there are a lot of Turkmen refugees from the Middle East also coming to Turkey. And we, we had a guy that worked among the gypsy Turkmen that ended up in Turkey and living in the tents in the cities, outskirts of the cities. And my daughter heard about this. And, and God steered her heart. And she wanted to do something tangible, not only praying, but to do something for them. And she's, she's pursuing the medical field, and she, she thought that, you know, how she can help, uh, maybe medically and other stuff. We contacted, and they said, you can raise, uh, you know, maybe first aid 
uh, you know, kits for, the, for those refugees and toothbrushes and um, toothpaste. And she rallied this event, and she, you know, I, I was afraid taking my daughter to the, to the refugee camp. But she was so bold, she said, I will raise everything. You don't need to do anything for this. I know that you're busy, but I'll do, you know, fundraising. And the little while that the whole church got behind her, she shared about her, her passion and the need of those people. And, and the church really come along uh, her, her side, and they supported. She raised like a couple thousand dollars for that, for that project. And we had like full box of first aid and, you know, toothpaste and everything. And I said, how we will take this? And she said, I will carry, you know, my, my husband will carry. And we had like five bags of those stuff and traveling to Turkey with the whole family, four years old, you know, granddaughter. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll just pass it to someone. But she said, no, I want to go to that camp. And, and this kind of people, they are like uh, more gypsy type of people where they like steal stuff and sell, you know, uh, different things. And it's dangerous. And a lot of them are involved in criminal uh, things. But said, she said, no, I want to I still go. And I was like, okay, rest of the family stayed in Istanbul. We traveled 10 hours person train with those bags, and the you know, contact person met us there, and we went that camp. You know, if we were afraid and stayed, we never experienced the power and love and transformation that God is doing, shining His light in the darkest places. We went there, people still, they saw the light, they, they see the hope in our eyes, and, and they experienced the love that we had for them. We, we distributed those, uh, uh, the bags among them and also passed some funds to the leader. But it was, then amazing things started happening. My daughter was taken to the woman where they were sitting together. They started giving, you know, tea, of course, from the cups that they're drinking, you know. And she was like, oh, what should I do? Should I drink the same cup, you know, the 10, 10 other women like drinking same cup? But she, she blended in among them and, and talking to them with her like broken uh, Turkish and Turkmen. And then we were taken, invited by this sheikh, the head of the, uh, the community, the Islamic leader. And I was like afraid. Why, why he's you know, inviting me? Is he want to you know, uh, say that why, what I'm doing here? And am I like sharing the gospel, anything? But the moment he brought us to his place, my daughter was again taken to other room with a woman and their girls, their daughter. And they started serving coffee, and this sheikh started asking, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Will you tell me why you believe? I was like, whoa, what, what is this, you know? And uh, I started sharing the gospel with him and my own experience. And, and for him, it was first time meeting another Turkmen believer. There are none uh, known Turkmen believers among the Levantine Turkmen. Maybe there are like two... Two million, more than two million Turkmen in Middle East, but they are not, you know, even the church uh, among the Turkmen people. But God opened the door for us to go and share the transformational love of God with these people. Also, our, with our family, we traveled to Uzbekistan. We have a lot of relatives there, like 600 people in several villages. 
the moment we arrived, it was amazing that my uncle, uh, who's a Muslim, and also, like, it's interesting that he drinks a lot of alcohol. Uh, you see that the blending of, you know, even they call themselves Muslim, but they live with the life. They try to fill themselves with alcoholism and different other things because they're depre uh, depressed, they're, they're harassed, they're helpless without Christ. But this uncle noticed something when, when our family arrived to the village. He said that he saw the vision. I don't know what was happening in his mind at that time. He was drunk. Uh, but he saw the vision. He said, when you arrive in our village, the darkest cloud lifted out from, from uh, you know, over, over our village, and the light came in. And you, he said that you brought light with you. And what is this? And, and he was so open for the gospel in the end of our trip. He gave his life to, to Christ. And his son, and his son, his daughter, also accepted the Lord. And as we go, we faithful to God's commandment. God is changing lives, bringing light uh, for, the, for the needy. Another thing is very important for God's church to have a compassion. We can't do it just we feel obligated. We can't do it just to follow the commandment. But God has a heart behind his commandment. Jesus himself, if you remember, in Matthew 9, 35, 38, he said, Jesus went to the villages and towns. He gave us example. As he said that go, but he showed the example of going. He went to the villages. He went to the towns. And, and he proclaimed the kingdom of God. And he, he, he healed the, the needy and the sick. And when he saw the crowd, the passage says, he had a compassion. His heart was churned inside of him because that crowd was helpless, harassed, like a sheep without a shepherd. Our Lord Jesus has compassion for, for them. And we need a compassion for those people that are sitting in the darkness and waiting for this unknown God. In every heart of Muslim, every person, no matter what their religion is, or maybe they don't have a religion, there's a longing for the salvation. There's a longing for eternal life. There's a longing for this unknown God that they don't know yet. And when we have a compassion like Jesus Christ and share with them that Jesus' gospel, the kingdom gospel, and the lives of people will change. And we were traveling and in, in, that, in Uzbekistan, and, and we were invited to one of the relatives' house, and my aunt was sick and kind of waiting in a deathbed, you can say. But Jesus said that in my name you can pray. In my name you can share my love. Maybe God will heal, maybe not. But when we pray, when we touch people, we will give them hope. We will share this compassion that Jesus had for them. And they will see that our care for them. And I decided to pray for my aunt, and I prayed for her. And praise God that God healed her. She's, she's alive still. She's living. And, and through that, she was open also to hear the gospel. 
A little bit later, uh, as, as I was praying there uh, with her, her daughter came, came in and she said, you know, my husband and I, we don't have our baby yet, or we were living like 10 years. But would you pray, please pray to your God? Even if it's unknown for them, they know that through our lives that God answered so many prayers. And she was asking, begging me, would you pray that God will give me a child? And we were, had the opportunity to pray for her and share the compassion of Jesus Christ. Another thing is sometimes Jesus asks us to go to the ends of the earth. I was invited to India to visit with one of the mission pastors that support our ministry. And, and I never thought that it's going to be challenging. You know, I, I came from Turkmenistan. I traveled the world. You know, I can handle it. But going to India was very different. And at times, like uh, missionaries, you know, dedicated in one area needs to also go some other places to see what God is doing among the other nations. And I went there, and we visited the leprosy colonies. And here, the pastor said that we will clean their the, the wounds, you know, everything. And I was like, I was afraid. I was thinking about my wife, about my children, how it's going to happen. Will this, like, leprosy get into me? You know, I know that you're going to die with this. You know, all this thinking coming behind this. But Jesus reminded, I love these people. You can touch them. You know, definitely I'll protect you. But when you touch them, you will touch with my compassion. You will touch and show them my love. And I, I was able to, to pray. I was able to clean those wounds and help them and love them and lift them up. And, and, and can you imagine those people, that untouchables of the society, waiting, somebody will come and love them. And the church... The amazing thing is that the church is doing this. The church of Jesus Christ is going to the ends of the earth and touching those untouchables and bringing the light to those who are sitting in the darkness. And it's an amazing experience that as a church we can do this. We can continue spreading the God's compassion and love among those who are most needed. I have another story that we do, our the ministry, we do biblical counseling uh, training for the pastors. Last year, we invited 30 pastors from Turkmenistan, Iran, and Afghanistan. And, you know, the, the God's word is really have a transformational power in our own lives. You know, every day with my wife, Maya, we say, we look back and say, if we didn't know this, if the God remained as unknown, we would have been most miserable people. Maybe we would have not having our own family and we'll be divorced and living in disparity and harassed and alcoholism, drug addiction, maybe ruined lives. But because somebody like you prayed for my people, for me and other people, and you sent, you give, you support. My life and my wife's life was changed. That unknown God became known to us, our Lord Jesus Christ and our Savior. He transformed our own lives. 
And as we grow in his word, he was also changing us, helping us to get over the pains and uh, stuff that we have in our lives that sinful nature creates in us. And this biblical counseling really helped us to go through a lot of stuff in our own life and learn. And we went and did this biblical counseling in Turkey. One story that there was a, you know, can you imagine a lot of nations still in a beginning stage of building churches? These pastors are very, live in an underground church, a lot of persecution, oppression. A lot of them even don't have like a normal formal education. They don't understand fully the Bible in many cases. And we brought them together, the couples, wife and husband. And one of the pastor's wife was, when she came, she was suicidal and we didn't know. Can you imagine living in that darkest, oppressed region and, and having so many, so many oppressions that you have in this thought, suicidal thought? But through this training and time together, relaxing and one-on-one counseling, she found deepest healing for her pains that she, she had. You know, people live with so many pains, so many in the darkness. Actually, she helped her mom to kill her own dad, but she accepted Jesus, but she never had an opportunity to put this past pain on the back, and she never brought it to the cross. And this, through this training, through this uh, opportunity to meet her and uh, one-on-one counseling, she was able to repent, take a responsibility, to, to experience the forgiveness of Jesus, this transformation, this hope in him, the grace that will cover all her sins, and her life changed. Because God's word has a power to change. That's why Jesus, the Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it has a power of God to save whoever believes in him, first to the Jew and then to the Gentiles. Every nation and every person can experience the transformation of the gospel, and her life was changed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And she went back to her village, and she was so blessed, and people started seeing in her, even walking and in her eyes, the hope of Christ. And more people were drawn to her, and now she started sharing the gospel with the neighbors because of the transformational power of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's very important for us to know that the gospel has a, the power of transformation. And he will change the lives. Even, the, even the, we see, think that radical Islamists. Again, one of my trips, uh, I, I visited and sat with Saeed. He grew up in an Islamic, very radical community. And he, the gospel and the God of Bible was unknown to him. But he had a longing. Even though his religion talked to him, you know, he needs to be dedicated. He needs to wage the war. He needs to do everything to please this God. But God was so far away. And he never knew that this God will be pleased by him, by his actions. He, he memorized the Quran and everything. But one day he met a missionary and heard the gospel about Jesus Christ. And then God that is unknown, became known. And when the God is known to you, he's going to trans transform you. 
And his life was changed. He gave his life to, to Jesus Christ. Even though he was persecuted, he, he went into hiding. But I had a chance to visit and share the gospel with his mom. And they came, you know, into this underground place where we sat and talked about, about God. This is their community that I went and preached and shared. And that night, his, his mom actually accepted the Lord. And a month ago, he wrote to me and said, his dad, who's also radical, uh, you know, in that group uh, of people, accepted the Jesus Christ. And this is a transformation power of the gospel that we can go with a confidence that God is going to change. I don't have a, a lot of time, but another thing is really amazing that was to, to experience the power of the gospel in the lives of the Banchara girls. Just short story. The Banchara girls in, in India, they are sold by their own dad and uh, the brothers into the prostitution. Can you imagine that you will have a daughter and you will be rejoicing that one day she will provide for your family the income? The Bancharas in India, there's, there's a like that people. There's a brother that is rejoicing for this, over the sister that one day when she's 12 or 13, she will go and sell her body to bring the money into the community, into the family. And I said, well, what is this? In 21st century, we have people like that. They are harassed and they are helpless because the God is unknown to them. But praise the Lord that today, this community is changing because some of the people heard the gospel. This is a couple that uh, the brothers accepted the Lord. Now they minister to their own communities and they saved those girls and they created this place where the girls can be safe. And can you imagine when we go with the gospel, we can bring the transformation and the power of God and hope to these girls. This psalm, I prayed to the Lord and answered me. he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. The oppressed look to him and are glad. They will never be disappointed because, again, the gospel, the Jesus Christ being preached into those pe people. I have another story that we, we broadcast our TV programs. The God has a power to save the young and old. This is a 90 years old lady that bought from her retirement money the satellite dishes. And one day her son, 40 years old, was watching uh, the, the, our programs in Turkmen language. This is the middle of the nowhere. And, and the son, 40 years old, accepted Jesus Christ. Later, 90 years old, her, her life, she thought that the Islam is her religion, but God was so far away, unknown to her. But through those programs and the pastor visiting, you know, 100 kilometers traveling and visit this family, the, the grandma gave her life to Jesus Christ because she experienced the love of Jesus, because she experienced the hope in Christ and his, his grace, his mercy. And she said, I want to be baptized. And there's no water in that area. You know, and she can't even walk, and she just sits there. But she said, in the name of Jesus, I want to be baptized. And, and the pastor brought some water, and they poured out. Yeah, I know that we need to, you know, dunk into the water, but there's no enough water. You have to do the, 
pouring over her. And the pastor did that, and she was rejoicing. It is a transformation of God in the so many lives around the world. This is a passage in the Revelation. In the end times, we will see the nations around the world, every ethnic group praising God, and it's all for the glory of the Father. It's all for the glory of the Son, Jesus Christ. And this is worth it. We can do it for his glory because he changed our own lives. May his name be glorified again through you and through me and through us. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Socrat. I want to pray for Socrat just yes. uh, in a moment here, but two, two takeaways for you. Uh, Socrat talked about the importance of prayer, so let me encourage you to get a, a prayer partner. And secondly, don't forget, next week we'll be taking the um, faith promise offering. But would you stand with me as we pray for Socrat and his family and his ministry? It's part of our ministry. It's part of the things yes, that we amen. as a church I have financially committed on your behalf to support this ministry. And so let's uphold him together. Let's pray. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online. And we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.